0: Devastating for the whole family, gitu ya. Uh, despite of apapun yang terjadi di kehidupannya dia sebelumnya. Jadi aku berpikir sebenarnya orang yang baik meninggal orang yang sebenarnya cukup annoying sekalipun selama itu dekat sama kita <laughs> ternyata nggak ada cara yang mudah loh tan untuk untuk kita mempersiapkan diri kita kehilangan mereka ya despite of perilaku mereka yang annoying sekalipun gitu. Apalagi pasangan kita right. mana ada sih manusia yang tidak bisa memanusiakan dirinya gitu. I think that's the most important message I want to give today. Seringkali. Yang membuat kita sulit gitu ya untuk menghadapi kehilangan pasangan kita, kehilangan cinta dalam hidup kita, terlepas dari baik ataupun buruknya dinamika relationship ini sebelum mereka kehilangan adalah kita berusaha untuk tidak menjadi kuat di saat kita memang uh, sedang tidak kuat. Pain is inevitable. There is no way, like no way, you try to live your life as a human being and expect not to feel pain, broken heart, ya. Yeah losing someone that you love in so many ways. Uh, people will betray you, do a lot of things with you, and so on and so forth. Pain is inevitable. I'm sorry.
1: Hi, I'm Tanya, and you're listening to Janda bachanda Welcome to another episode where today we discuss on the subject of personal loss. As a widow, I know firsthand of how important the subject is. Returning to the show, we have our dear friend, sexologist Zoya Amirin. After working with many of her own patients and her own experiences with losses, Zoya sheds light on the stages of grief and how to move on from equipped with the emotional skills to cope, heal, and grow. Before I let her speak, I ask you, my dear listeners, to please follow, subscribe, like, leave reviews, and comment for the Denda Batanda on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. That means so much to me. Without further ado, I present to you Zoya Mirin. Finally. This is our second or third? No, this is our third recording. Yes. Uh We have covered a lot of grounds. We've covered um, dating after divorce. We have covered Uh Uh um, recovering from a narcissistic abusive relationship. And today we are going to cover about coping with loss. This is all triggered, of course, with the backdrop of the pandemic. Talking about the kind of loss where we're talking about death of a family member. Or a mm-hmm. friend, or a loved one. Widowhood, in general, as well, because widowhood can happen anytime. Doesn't have to have the backdrop of a pandemic, really. Yeah,
0: we um, remember like BTL right
1: yes, yes exactly it wow. happened during the was, during the corona period but his yeah, but death wasn't because of covid-19 i think it's a little bit before covid-19 right in the united states it was already the late husband returned from united states from mm-hmm, the news mm-hmm. reports and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it was already covid-19 cases in wuhan for sure and mm-hmm. oh yeah, um, yeah 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 at that yeah. time so already do you know bunga Tinta? no you don't know her
0: uh, well gak kenal deket, tapi I know her right yeah.
1: so yeah it was yeah. sad very sad. It's very sad when I see that with young widows because I've been in mm-hmm. their shoes obviously mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. 30- oh yeah yeah yes I was 32 with a one and a half year old at the time so yeah it's something that you're not prepared for. Prepare for emotionally, I don't think you can prepare for it. But I talk about this in gender. batanda we have a course, I offer a course called the gender Proofing, how to gender Proof your life. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this, uh, Zoya, but in my former life, I was a financial advisor. And oh, yeah, yeah. You've told me once. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And so family financial planning was something that was uh, the big primary core of my work. Mm-hmm. So luckily I took my own advice as a financial advisor so I did have family financial planning oh, that's at the hard. time that's hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. even as prepared as I was you know there's still nothing that prepares you for for the fact that you know you see your husband one day and then they're never coming back home you never see them again kadang-kadang kita itu suka ber- uh, lupa bahwa kita nggak pernah bisa memprediksi
0: perasaan you know you cannot you cannot predict your feelings kita kalau misalnya kita mau berbicara manajemen resiko yeah, you know better than I do about management resiko. Management resiko dalam hal insurance, management resiko dalam hal uh, apapun, taking care keluarga gitu ya. We can be like as safety as we can be. Tapi when something happen, yeah, we never can prepare our feelings sebelum kita masuk ke dalam kalau kita mau ngomongin pernikahan atau uh, meninggalnya pasangan kita gitu ya dalam pernikahan kita juga lupa bahwa sebenarnya ketika kita masuk ke dalam relationship seringkali kita mencoba memprediksi perasaan bahwa oh kalau misalnya aku bersama dengan orang yang seperti ini kondisi keluargaku seperti ini kehidupan cintaku seperti ini relationship ku seperti ini aku akan happy mm-hmm. padahal yang kita yang setidak-tidaknya bisa kita maintain adalah tentang healthy relationshipnya itu sendiri. My friends Lisa kehilangan suaminya, it, dia lagi hamil 6 bulan, benar-benar sedih banget waktu melihat itu meninggalnya suaminya, sampai pada waktu dikubur, aku tuh berpikir gini, ada nggak sih cara meninggal yang seperti apa yang akan membuat kita itu siap? yang akan mempersiapkan feeling kita terhadap orang yang kita cintai. Kapan sih kita pernah siap kehilangan orang yang kita sayang? I don't think so deh. Ya, yeah. yeah. seberapapun annoyingnya orang itu gitu ya. Aku melihat ada satu keluarga gitu, uh, cukup dekat dengan kami gitu. Suaminya berselingkuh and so on and so forth gitu ya. Pada saat udah usianya udah lanjut pula, nah pas dia meninggal karena kanker hati kalau nggak salah, it was devastating for the whole family gitu ya. Despite of Apapun yang terjadi di kehidupannya dia sebelumnya Jadi aku berpikir sebenarnya orang yang baik Meninggal orang yang sebenarnya cukup Annoying sekalipun selama itu dekat Sama kita <laughs> ternyata Gak ada cara yang mudah loh Tan, Untuk kita mempersiapkan diri kita kehilangan Mereka ya despite of perilaku Mereka yang annoying sekalipun gitu apalagi Pasangan kita membuat kita Contemplating membuat kita jadi Berpikir about lot of things memikir Tentang cinta gitu ya jadi Apa sih ada cara nggak ya untuk kita mempersiapkan Diri sebenarnya untuk kehilangan Kita. So I was like thinking gitu ya, melihat my best friends, gitu, close family friends gitu yang kehilangan orang-orang yang aku nggak pernah kebayang gitu It's always unbearable seberapapun annoyingnya itu orang, apalagi kalau orangnya baik banget gitu ya Kita nggak hmm. akan pernah siap sebenarnya kehilangan orang yang kita sayang ya sih yeah. Because honestly, we cannot really prepare in that way emotionally how we feel, kita nggak bisa predict how we feel when when it happened, yeah, most likely, kita pasti akan sedih, gitu ya. Tapi. Ap- banyak orang berpikir, oh nanti kalau misalnya sampai pasanganku meninggal, ini ada loh gitu ya, semoga sih nggak banyak lagi sekarang, tapi banyak orang yang aku temui di sofa counseling aku gitu, itu berharap bahwa, hey, I will prepare myself, I will prepare emotionally when my spouse died gitu ya, kalau bisa sih aku duluan yang meninggal, atau kalau sampai dia meninggal duluan, aku akan melakukan hal ini, hal ini, tapi yang aku perhatiin, justru mereka-mereka yang terlalu prepare untuk mempersiapkan feelings-nya, lebih lama untuk bisa coping with it, coping with the loss dibandingkan mereka yang ya udah when it's happened we'll see. Ya, kita kita tahu kita punya support system uh, dan yang paling penting sih kalau aku lihat khususnya di Indonesia kita harus mencoba untuk bisa mengekspresikan perasaan kita take time to process the pain. Mereka yang lebih mampu coping dibandingkan mereka-mereka mencoba memprediksi perasaan Tan, for some reasons gitu mm-hmm. karena seringkali di Indonesia kita sering tidak diizinkan untuk menangis, kita tidak diizinkan untuk berproses, kita diizinkan untuk kuat. Mm-hmm. Padahal mana ada sih manusia yang bisa kuat tanpa dia bisa menangis dulu? Mm-hmm. Mana ada sih manusia yang tidak bisa memanusiakan dirinya gitu. I think that's the most important message I want to give today. Seringkali yang membuat kita sulit gitu ya untuk menghadapi kehilangan pasangan kita, kehilangan cinta dalam hidup kita, terlepas dari baik ataupun buruknya dinamika relationship ini sebelum mereka kehilangan adalah kita berusaha untuk tidak menjadi kuat di saat kita memang uh, sedang tidak kuat you
1: know, hmm. so allowing yourself to aja. grieve to properly grieve yes. so that's, that's actually a very important uh, part of the cycle is to make sure mm-hmm. you give Yourself the permission to grieve properly, and other people mm-hmm. to also give you space to grieve. Yes. yes, I remember the time when, like you know, I used to find myself going to the grocery store and suddenly start crying, and that's okay, and that's okay. That's perfectly fine, you know, like because Kita gak tahu, you don't know. Bakal, it's like you right? see the f- the favorite cereal that your ex, your late husband, used to eat. You know, you used mm-hmm. to go, or you hear a song that goes mm-hmm. on, like in going into a mall. Or, Mm -hmm. or, and you just have a thought, you're like, oh, you know what, I thought of something funny. He would love to hear this. And typically what I would do is I would send a text message or like, guess what, you know, and you have the instinct that you want to send him a text message about something, a passing thought, and he's not there. And that's okay. Then, you know, if if it takes that, the grieving in year, in day one, week one, month one, Mm -hmm. year one, Mm -hmm. five years, it's different. Every time it's still different. It's been 11 years now since uh, my late husband passed away. It's taken some time and it's okay. It has a different, it has a different meaning in terms of Mm -hmm. the relationship you once had. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to feel afraid of that person not being part in your life so this is very interesting actually because Mm. Mm -hmm. yesterday i was talking to a friend who is now in a relationship with someone who lost his wife and part of the conversation is that when is how long is long enough before you can uh, let go of the memory of your late spouse that also a lot of people are also holding on to grieving for too long. Also, you have Mm -hmm. to give room to grieve, but it's also okay to let go of the past relationship that you had. Like you're not dishonoring anyone by, Uh Uh by saying, Oh, okay. You know what? I still love my late husband. I still, Mm -hmm. I still love the relationship, the marriage that I had, Mm -hmm. but I have a new relationship and you can still honor them in different ways. And of course it's different if you have children, like with your friend, your friend had, that's that's some of the, the, the saddest things because the child is born it's special because your friend has a gift of the late husband mm-mm, but that mm-mm. but that child never got to see the father yeah, you know? yeah. so true. It's true, it's true. and you can keep the memory of the late husband alive in stories that you share with your child, obviously, Mm -hmm. what their father was like. So for me, that also something that I hear from you, from what you just said, that it's important to allow us to grieve. And from my personal Mm -hmm. experience, the grieving can take many different shapes and forms. There was a time a few years back, like maybe six years ago, when Zoya Alec, I found I was so stunned that I couldn't remember what my late husband sounded like. His voice, I couldn't remember what his voice was like. For 24 hours, I couldn't think, for a full day, I couldn't think of what his laugh was like. And that was another kind of grief. Like Mm. you feel feel like someone's memory is like slipping away from you. Too painful, or maybe it's too painful. Something, something was painful, something was triggering. Something was triggering Mm -hmm. that I couldn't remember it. And then the next day, of course, everything was restored. It's coming back. Yeah, the next day, it was like a 24 hour flu. (laughs) but but sometimes you can just let the energy come and Mm -hmm. you know you can panic for the day I guess I I panicked actually that day to be honest with you uh, about what you were saying about not being able to manage uh, to control the reaction I was like "Oh oh my god yeah and I didn't have any videos of him actually I don't have any. This when he died, we didn't exactly like have iPhones. weren't around back then. Smartphones weren't around. You can you imagine? It's that long ago that you know it didn't. We didn't have like these kinds of like videos of ourselves like doing nothing. You know, so yeah, Pak, waktu itu kan baru masih kayak 10 tahun, 10 tahun lalu itu kan iya. Eh, uh-uh.
0: belum belum. Udah ada, ada. BlackBerry. Black tapi cuma orang kantoran doang. Oh, iya, benar. BlackBerry udah ada 2008 uh-uh. ya, 2008, 2009 ya. Tapi belum ada video. Belum betul belum ada voice note
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> eh um, Zoya sama gue emang tampilannya muda tapi sebenarnya kita udah orang lawas
0: I know right berbongkar <laughs> <laughs> Blackberry masih belum apa-apa berbongkar oh, jangan salah Zoya sama gue mungkin
1: dapat punya pager ah. oh
0: right <laughs> zaman kuliah itu boleh <laughs> dikubur itu ya
1: uh-uh. itu <laughs> nggak apa oh dikubur aja pager cuma buat lucu-lucuan Lucu. aja dibongkar <laughs>
0: Uh-uh, itu benar-benar banget Jadi uh, Oh my gosh you right yeah. Jadi zaman jaman itu Iya ya Kita gimana ya Kita mengkomunikasikan Itu semua foto Pas segala macam Itu masih zamannya Iya itu masih peralihan Antara Nokia Ke Blackberry Itu waktu itu So it was like ya yeah. Uh, apa namanya jadi sedikit ya tapi what happened to you i think at that time something yeah. triggered yeah. jadi otak kita itu punya reaksi yang namanya apa mekanisme pertahanan diri atau defense mechanism defense mechanism itu ada dua macam satu yang mature satu yang hmm. immature jadi semuanya itu sebenarnya adalah reaksi dari anxiety i think at that time something triggering you gitu ya either you miss him so much at that time what is it anniversary or Maybe you know, the things that you go in go grocery and you find mm-hmm. something funny, right. or you just thinking about some private jokes that you guys used to do. Yeah. I found the quote nih dari Natalie uh, Ford. Mm-hmm. even if you know what's coming, you never prepare how it feels. So it was like benar banget. Kita tahu lah semua orang eventually akan meninggal dunia gitu ya. We know gitu, we know what's coming in one of us gitu ya. Mm. Kita bisa menyiapkan uh, apa namanya bakal kubur dan segala macam gitu ya. Apalagi my dad umurnya 81 dan dia selalu bilang ini aku nanti kalau meninggal mau dikubur gini 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 gini. Katanya enggak sering kali dia bilang gini. Aku tuh enggak meninggal meninggal berarti aku tuh usianya udah ekstra ya. Dia mengatakan itu sejak umurnya dia 70-an uh, 75 tahun ke atas dia selalu bilang ekstra 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 gitu ya setiap tahun ya well gitu as hmm. we prepare on what is coming gitu ya i'm sure i don't know how i feel when you just like a uh, go away that seperti yang terjadi uh, to you i'm sure itu adalah anxiety yang terlalu tinggi hmm. dan kenapa otak sampai ngeblok sometimes when the pain is too much yeah and the feelings cannot process most likely they repress it repress hmm. itu seringkali terasa seperti amnesia hmm. you know you feel like blank Emotionally, there's like uh, it's exactly like what you explained. You feel like uh, no recollection of anything at all. Yeah, yeah. Kalau dalam kejadian pelecehan seksual itu terjadi yang namanya tonic immobility, gitu hmm. ya. They froze. Hmm. they just cannot do anything because the anxiety is too high nah the thing is with uh, well, with all due respect yeah, most Indonesian people seringkali tidak memberikan kita space untuk bisa bernafas grieving untuk hmm. bisa process our feelings but they just expect us especially as women oh, you have to be strong you have to be strong for me the message is we have to be strong and happy kalau kita cuma strong doang kita bakal depresi we are gonna get tired gitu lah kayak mungkin banget kita cuma diharapkan menjadi orang yang kuat tanpa kita yang bisa bahagia gitu. Nah, orang-orang yang bisa kuat dan bahagia adalah mereka-mereka yang sebenarnya bisa memproses perasaan mereka. Ya. Yeah. Ya. Yeah. Ada time uh, bisa jadi ketika itu terjadi jangan menganggap bahwa diri kita itu adalah lemah mm. itu yang kadang-kadang membuat kita lebih nggak bisa lagi memproses perasaan kita mm. you know so memproses perasaan karena gini I'm sorry I really have to say to everyone who hear this podcast yeah mm. <laughs> pain is inevitable there is no way like no way you try to live your life as a human being and expect not to feel pain Hmm. Broken heart. Yeah. Losing someone that you love in so many ways, gitu ya. People will betray you, do a lot of things with you, and so on and so forth. Pain is inevitable. I'm sorry, hmm. gitu ya. There is no way. Jadi banyak orang juga datang ke aku dan counseling dan berharap mas ajarin aku tentang relationship karena aku nggak mau sakit hati lagi. Aku bilang oh I'm sorry. Kamu nggak bisa dari sini aku bukan Tuhan, gitu ya. I cannot change your heart because you are human, hmm. gitu. I cannot unhuman you, but I can help you to coping in a healthy way. I can help you you know while you actually enjoy the pain while you experience the pain gitu ya i can tell you which one is normal which one is not gitu once you can process it it is easier for you not to guilt trip yourself in the future mm-hmm. gitu ya karena kebanyakan orang yang tidak mau memproses perasaannya itu kayak kadang-kadang suka membuat apa ya suka enjoy terhadap pity party atau uh, guilt gitu ya yang paling parah kan guilt you know, yeah. There's a lot of thing yang people suka ingin lakukan kepada orang yang dia sayang dan dia tidak bisa lakukan dan dia menyesal tidak melakukan itu. Akhirnya dia menghukum dirinya sendiri dengan tidak membuka diri untuk relationship baru.
1: Yeah, or in the next relationship they allow themselves to be abused because they think like that kind of uh, martyrdom or that self-flagellation. That's oh so true, so true. So, so, yeah, don't do that. Yes. <laughs> don't do like, that. Oh my god. <laughs> because um you um ini Mau full circle ya yeah? Full circle episode 1 with Zoya Episode 2 and episode 3 Full circle adalah If you cannot help it That you can fall in love Mm -hmm. also can't help it that if you're going to be sad it's it's life is like that it's a full circle like you know on the opposite Mm -mm -mm. they can they it just happens and then Mm -mm. also allowing for different kinds of spaces uh, for for space for for growth for creativity for grieving for happiness and Mm -mm. I think it's a lot of one thing that you're asking is also a lot of awareness from our friends and family on Mm -hmm. how we behave with each other too because Yes. there's a lot of oh, that so true yeah so true. what you're saying is that oh okay you have to allow yourself to grieve but somebody mm-hmm. else is not letting you if you have yeah. a small child and they say like oh, oh my well, God. what are you gonna do you're see. sad right mm-hmm, i mean mm-hmm. well i was actually um zoya introduced me to uh uh, Rahajan Ika, who's a, a, a trauma specialist for with children, and uh, you can awesome. catch yes, and you can catch her episode um, with Ma um, Ika, uh, Ika as well. And she does say that you do actually have to be careful about what you do in front of children. There are limits of what you can or cannot do in front of children. Yes, so mm-hmm. there are limits to that. But it's not wrong also to show your humanity in front of your children, if mm-hmm. you if you feel sad, if you feel... So you're not robotic and you're not... There's not a silent wall between you and your child that, of the pain that is unspoken, that, Mm -hmm. you know, the loss that's never discussed. Sometimes it comes up and it's, sometimes it doesn't have to be a big thing. It can be a casual thing. Like I remember the first time that I took my daughter to Disneyland and I thought, oh, this is a moment that I wish that my late husband was here to participate. And there's going to be so many of those first, um, first day in kindergarten and you're going to cry, first dentist appointment first parent teacher mm. meeting, anything, it can happen. And it's okay for you to feel sad about that. You can just remember that and you can ask your child, you know, like, how do you feel this moment? Maybe they're just happy to see Mickey. If you're there at Disneyland, they're not thinking about their <laughs> anyone else. Other than yeah, Mickey. Right. And don't feel bad about that either. You know, yeah. don't get mad at the kid if they don't remember their father or their late mom. Yes. don't also have the expectation yeah
0: yeah and remember everybody process in different way Mm, and allow people to grieve in their own way some people can just cry Mm -hmm. so just allow people to grieve in their own way some people grieve they cry some people just like uh well, there's other unhealthy things, but let me stay the healthy stuff first, right? right? So, right. like, you can cry. Yeah, Some people yeah. just like write a poem. Some people just writing a music. They yeah. just watching, Like, they have like a binge watching, you know. And some people just like play a lot of games. Uh, some yeah. people just like, um, they get angry. You know, ini yang kadang-kadang orang lupa. Mm. Banyak orang menghadapi grieving dengan marah. Mm. Okay. Marah pada Tuhan, ya. Marah pada keadaan, you know, angry at the universe, angry on a lot of things, tapi aku gak tahu ya kalau Ika juga ngomong, uh, I'm sure Rahajan Ika will agree with, yang kita selalu ngomong nih, well we, we are psychologists to another psychologist, gitu ya, sometimes when when we talk about a lot of stuff, kita suka bilang begini, kita tuh uh, suka lupa ya ketika orang itu bisa berproses beda-beda, nah orang yang tidak mengizinkan orang lain memproses dengan caranya sendiri, ini yang jadi bahaya. Ya kan, karena uh, kadang-kadang kita maunya orang itu berproses dengan cara seperti kita gitu ya, nangis aja, ya ini aja gitu, ya nggak bisa. Sementara orang bisa jadi dia dia bisa marah, hmm. dia bisa marah pada keadaan di masa apapun juga. Tapi yang sering kali, tipikalnya orang Indonesia bereaksi terhadap grief, ya, terhadap kesedihan, terhadap kemarahan adalah apa? Tuhan soalnya. Hmm. Gini, I'm a religious person. Yeah, Religious it means I'm a church goers gitu ya, I'm involved in any of my religious activity <laughs> gitu. And I do a lot of things religiously too, <laughs> right? But the thing is, agama, Tuhan, itu adalah konsep abstraknya Kita nggak bisa ketika orang sedang bersedih, lalu kita bilang Kamu tuh kayak orang nggak punya Tuhan aja sih, ngapain sih nangis kayak begini? Gitu ya, Banyak yang ngomong gitu, sering itu orang ngomong right? ya hmm, sering apalagi ada yang kalau misalnya kan kita harus yakin dia masuk surga, apa yang ditangisin kalau orang masuk surga? Oh gitu Yarin aja dia pasti
1: <laughs> iya, iya kan ninggalin buminya yang dinangisin bukan dia masuk surganya yang ditinggalin <laughs>
0: people ten
1: <think>, kalau misalnya nggak <laughs> boleh nangis terlalu kecil-kecil amat
0: dia kan nanti akan masuk surga juga sudah tenang hmm. di alam bakal tarede ini Amin, yeah, well, yeah, amin. <laughs> Right? kita yang hidup itu kan kita harus memproses perasaan kita uh, uh, human as human as possible. dan gue sama Ika itu paling annoyed sama orang-orang yang langsung Tuhan kamu kayak gak punya Tuhan Percaya Tuhan tentang yeah. ini oh, Bukan of course itu kalau ada orang yeah. Exactly Bukan. karena apa gini loh masalahnya Tuhan adalah konsep yang abstrak pada saat kita sedang bersedih kita itu harus memproses perasaan kita nah some people butuh sesuatu yang lebih konkret dibandingkan hanya mengatakan Tuhan Ya, yeah. at some point mereka kan bisa mengerti itu. Tapi karena terlalu banyak hal yang abstrak dan terjadi dalam hidup manusia kayak gini, kematian tuh konsep abstrak loh. Mm. Kita nggak pernah tahu kalau misalnya katanya lagunya siapa tuh, If I Saw You in Heaven. Oh ya, yeah. Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton. Do you, Clapton, uh, Do you yeah. know my name? If yeah. I saw you in heaven, we don't know. Yeah, kan, there's a lot of uncertainty. Jadi pada saat lagi korban bencana, kita lagi kehilangan orang yang kita sayang. When this we experience a lot of uncertainty and a lot of things yang abstract juga jangan dikasih sesuatu yang abstrak lagi seperti konsep tuhan ya yang bisa kita kasih adalah kita menawarkan sesuatu yang lebih konkret like what can i do to ease your feelings it's so concrete yeah do you need space yeah do you need hug do you need i don't know a holiday what else or do you need someone to just be there and say nothing to you you know you know sometimes you just need someone to just like please just uh, you know uh, for me yeah i'm a very extrovert person Get i like to just like cry out loud to express my feelings but sometimes i just need to just cry in silence and it will it almost always be more, I'm always grateful ada teman aku yang ada di when I cry and most likely she don't have to say anything but you know the presence of someone that actually care about how I feel and what I've been through it's like it's a very great support gitu ya jadi kita bisa tawarkan sesuatu yang lebih konkret dibandingkan cuma bilang bahwa Tuhan tuh begitu, Tuhan tuh begitu, nah banyak orang yang marah ya terutama marah sama Tuhannya, marah sama ininya, dan bayangkan pada saat dia lagi marah karena dia ngerasa sesuatu yang dia sayangi, kenapa sih Tuhan memberikan sesuatu yang kita sayang, kita lagi sayang-sayangnya terus diambil, terus tiba-tiba ada orang datang dan nggak benar-benar considerate terhadap perasaan kita, lalu bilang kamu kayak nggak punya Tuhan, bayangkan meledakkan
1: orang. So, buat yang mendengarkan yang pernah mengatakan ke orang lain lu kayaknya kayak orang nggak tahu. Terima kasih aja sama Tuhan. Ya, yeah. yes. instead of saying that, do what. Zoya was just saying, how can I help you? And then one step further, Zoya, if I can make a recommendation, not based on psychology, do something for that person. Meaning, yes. Kalau ada yang temen baru menjadi janda, mungkin karena atau karena suaminya meninggal atau karena dia baru cerai. If that woman has uh, whether dia punya anak atau nggak punya anak, kadang-kadang mm. ajak orang itu. Eh, kita pergi uh, ngerjain sesuatu yuk, something simple. Maybe like sekarang lagi PSBB, mungkin nggak terlalu gampang untuk keluar aktivitas. Tapi check in mm-hmm. on them. Be, yeah. account, be, be a, an accountability buddy account. to make sure that your right. your friend who's going through a hard time and or her family who's going through a hard time that you're there if you, it doesn't have to be monetary value it could be it, you know if you can buy somebody like food or gift or helping them with their kids um tuition I know people who who have had help from other friends about that Mm-mm. but it doesn't even have to be that it could just be a yeah. simple thought a system um, the gesture is what's is more than anything else it and really matter most you, you you touched on something interesting earlier you said um, in terms of unpredictability and you touch on two things. You said a lot of people who say, "Oh, if, if between husband and wife, I hope that maybe I die before my husband." Um, they they want to die first. But you said about your father after age seventy-five, he says every day or every year is a bonus. With mm. the pandemic, I would say that even for us, we would have to say every day is a bonus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Because it's true. <laughs> every day we go to grocery shopping is Russian roulette, really, because we don't know whether. Yeah. We can oh or God. when we order delivery from um, um, object online or something, delivery comes to yeah. our house. We don't know whether that. a bukannya bit of a little 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 bit of a of the fear right now. You know how we, how you talk about acknowledging grief, acknowledging happiness. There is a valid reason for you to be fearful and a yes. valid reason that there's a, a lot of reasons to be grateful for sure mm-hmm. that okay. we, that you and I are safe, that we are still able today to be able to make All this it. recording mm-hmm. and our family members are safe because yes. again, coming back to the beginning of the show where we now know people either first degree or second degree separation who are, who have mm-hmm. died from Corona so and some of them are young people some of them are in their 40s and their 50s so Mm -hmm. it's not old that's our age i mean like we're in the category of 21 plus plus
0: right 21 plus plus (laughs) life began at 40 life began at 21
1: plus plus i think there's a lot i mean i don't know how how do we deal with the fear I mean, fear is a big thing. Fear of death is a big thing, right? Mm -hmm. Our own mortality. I mean, like I'm a gender. So if I were to die, my daughter is alone. I mean, there's sure there's my family, but you know, my children are, you know, it's different. It's different. I mean, you can have a conversation. I mean, I, I mean, I have this conversation with my daughter quite a bit about, you know, like the fact is like, you know, I tell her that I'm going to be around for a long time and I tried. That's why I eat my vegetables, I say, and then I take my vitamins. But, and so should she. And, you know, I stay away from the microwave, you know, like just a safe distance. Um, but for sure. <laughs> but this is something I think about, obviously. Is this too somber? I'm sorry. Janda, bachanda, not enough bachanda. Eh, kita terlalu ini
0: ya, tapi ya gimana ya, uh, Well, pada waktu kita coba ngadepin fears gitu ya sa- Salah satu juga sebenarnya coping mechanism yang, uh, yeah. apa namanya coping mechanism Tapi juga uh, let's say, uh, how do you call it, defense mechanism yang mature itu adalah humor mm. <laughs> Jadi there's some point ketika kita bisa bercandain penderitaan kita ya tanpa kita merendahkan orang lain ya hmm. so that's why i, I like it, your idea buat janda jadi after law <laughs> uh, waktu lagi Tania yang itu kebegini oh my Tania, sumpah itu lucu banget gitu ya i don't waktu lagi aku tanya janda bercanda kok bisa ya si Tania kepikiran itu asli deh itu it was like <laughs> kocak gitu ya tapi hmm. I, I saw you when you doing all of this it was like the way you coping in a mature way gitu ya humor itu adalah cara untuk coping hmm. our defense mechanism Way gitu ya kalau right. kita udah bisa bercandain uh, hal-hal yang membuat kita menderita tapi tanpa hmm. mengecilkan arti dari yeah proses jandanya itu sendiri proses COVIDnya yeah. saat ini, gitu ya tanpa kita yeah. mengecil, mengecilkan arti uh, penderitaan dan ketakutan-ketakutan kita, gitu ya. Yeah. Tapi kalau kita udah bisa bercanda, I think yeah. kita udah sampai pada tahap di mana kita learn from it dan in the process kita akan grow. Gitu ya. Karena we're, we're about to level up, we're about to level up. Uh, uh, yeah. ada, ada tiga level kalau misalnya kalau kita mau bicara ketakutan ada tiga level emosi yang kita hadapi. Pertama kita akan takut, gitu ya. Seperti yeah. yang aku bilang pain is inevitable, it will uh fear for sure yeah I I will guarantee you gitu ya after you feel pain the next thing that you will feel is fear mm. yeah but let's learn from our fear kalau kita nggak belajar dari ketakutan ini kita nggak akan bisa move on to the next step yaitu yeah. grow growing gitu ya bertumbuh Kenapa seperti juga uh, apa uh, the, the question that I have an answer from you yet adalah Di mana kita tahu dong Kita akan bisa beranjak dari Kehilangan pasangan Berapa lama sih kita harus grieving Sampai kita itu sebenarnya Benar-benar coping Dengan perasaan-perasaan ini gitu ya, ya. Uh, Sebenarnya sampai kita bisa siap Untuk kehilangan orang Yang kita sayang lagi gitu kan There's a lot of uncertainty gitu Kalau misalnya kita akan Ah gue nggak mau lah Nikah lagi Gue nggak mau pacaran lagi Kenapa ya gue takut Kehilangan orang yang gue sayang Kayak makin sayang Kita makin susah Apa makin susah merasa kehilangan uh, ah yeah, Let's go honest bahwa selama kita hidup kita akan feeling the pain gitu ya dan sebenarnya gini kalau aku setuju ya ketika we show our pain part of our pain ya yeah, not the full pain that we experience to our children make sure mereka juga melihat perjuangan kita untuk coping with it ya yeah. bukan going into depression karena ada banyak Orang-orang yang sekarang ada di tempat konseling aku. ya Mereka jadi tidak memiliki kemampuan empati. Dan seperti kita semua tahu. Orang yang tidak punya kemampuan empati. Ujung-ujungnya bisa jadi narsistik. Dia bisa jadi psikopat. ya, Dia bisa jadi sosiopat. Semua gangguan-gangguan kepribadian dari kemampuan seorang individu itu. Tidak bisa berempati. Nah gimana caranya mem- mengajarkan empati ke anak. Kalau kita nggak pernah ngasih lihat. Kalau kita selalu ngasih yang like? sempurna. Yeah. Yeah, what does it look like? What does it look like to 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 lose mom? What does it look like to fail? What does it right. look like to have pain and deal with it? Bersedih gitu ya, iya mungkin sih ada banyak orang bilang, ya kalau berantem jangan di depan anak gini-gini, oh aku setuju gitu, jangan berantem di depan anak gitu misalnya. Tapi kayak misalnya ya, kita lagi uh, memang kalau dalam rumah tangga kadang-kadang kita ada ketidakcocokan gitu ya, tapi kalaupun kita punya time machine gitu ya, untuk memperbaiki kesalahan-kesalahan kita from our late spouse gitu misalnya. Hmm ini yang kadang-kadang susah sih gitu ya untuk forgive yourself gitu untuk ya udah gitu itu udah lewat gitu itu yang kadang-kadang susah aku ingat opaku waktu itu tahun 84 kalau nggak salah tuh dia meninggal aku masih kecil banget gitu dan dia cuma bilang ini aku uh, sebelum dia masuk ICU aku masih boleh jemuk dia gitu karena dia ke Jakarta dari Manado uh, opa cuma bilang ini uh, Zo ya nanti kalau opa udah meninggal enggak usah tuh bawa segala macam ke kubur. Kubur yang bagus ya yang cukup ajalah gitu ya, yang proper gitu untuk didatengin dan dilihat, tapi intinya jangan berlebihan sama kuburan dia bilang begitu karena kamu mau bawa makanan apapun, kamu mau ini apapun opa udah gak bisa lihat. Ya, sekarang gitu. Buat opa aku tuh dia I want to spend time with you. Aku senang bisa pegang tangan kamu. Aku ingat banget itu it was like very strong childhood memory gitu. Ini bilang aku senang bisa megang tangan kamu, aku senang kamu bisa di sini. Aku senang bisa ada di sini pas kamu jatuh dari sepeda gitu. I'm grateful I'm there for you gitu ya. Ngajarin kamu main gundu, ini itu aku masih ingat banget gitu ya. Kita makan es bareng padahal opa itu waktu itu Karena ada ginjal atau apa dia enggak boleh makan es tapi biasanya dicuri-curi makan es Kedua sama aku. It was like very happy memory. Jadi aku sampai ingat oh Benar juga ya, kadang-kadang yang bikin kita susah untuk menghadapi grief itu adalah coba dulu gue bikin begini ya what if I'm doing this, what if I'm doing that, itu yang kadang-kadang berat, dan uh, apa namanya kalau misalnya kita dengan uh, apa uh, answering your question gitu, kapan sih kita bisa move on, kayaknya kita mesti ngadepin satu ketakutan kita, dan kedua kita udah nggak bisa bikin apa-apa lagi gitu ya, hmm. what we can do right now adalah loving ourselves, taking care of ourselves, I'm sure pasangan kita juga mau kita happy kan gitu ada yang berkelit bilang ah nggak mungkin you don't know my spouse dia tuh orangnya cemburuan dia orangnya kayak begini dia nggak mau kayak gini so, where are you going from here gitu ya Kalau misalnya kita masih mau hidup di past Akan susah kita menghadapi apapun ke depan gitu ya Yang bisa kita lakukan adalah are we happy Dan jangan lupa bahwa ketika kita berinteraksi dengan orang baru Ya saat kita udah benar-benar siap Bukan out of guilt Bukan karena banyak orang yang bilang gini Ya udahlah nikah lagi Soalnya kan kasihan anak-anak sendiri Kasian ini-ini itu sendiri Itu juga adalah alasan yang selalu salah untuk menikah lagi Gitu ya Bukan karena anak-anak butuh ibu baru Butuh Ayah baru atau apapun First of all you need to realize Are you ready gitu ya Untuk kehilangan, untuk berproses gitu ya Untuk uh, untuk mencintai lagi Tanpa merasa bersalah Sebenarnya selama kita masih merasa bersalah I'm not sure kalau kita tuh Udah bener-bener siap untuk masuk ke relationship yang baru Karena rasa bersalah itu Tanpa sengaja itu akan consume Our heart Our mind ya Sehingga kita nanti akan banyak nya Di relationship yang berikutnya
1: Gitu. And that becomes then a very easy ground for you to be manipulated.
0: Yeah. So, mm-hmm. it, yeah. It, uh-uh.
1: Yeah. So, please don't. Jantara rasa seperti cinta, apalagi. Yeah, yeah. Makes you uh. the wrong kind of bucin. Like that's um yes. Yeah, that's unconsciously, uh, unconsciously becoming. Well, becoming this, you know, subservient to the other person's um, uh-huh. want uh-huh. and need. Jadi,nya don't do that. Yes. <laughs> don't do that. Don't. Okay. So, kalau sama Zoya harus ada record karena banyak informasi oh. ya. Jadi semuanya and I like because excited. Yeah, so Zoya has um, been here again sudah tiga ketiga kalinya. So always bringing back to the um from the beginning. Jangan lupa your journaling. Don't forget yes. to your meditation, learning. Mhm meditation and journaling the sense where you're doing the self-reflection of the things that have happened in the past whether it's yeah. um, the loss whether it's a past uh, a breakup that's not death or mm-hmm. a divorce mm-hmm. just anything mm-hmm. so you can mm-hmm. learn from it and then mm-hmm. because kenapa Zoe like it will come your your the issues that you don't deal with will continue to surface
0: oh yes yes you will come back uh-uh. When kalau kita nggak menangis di saat kita sedih ya, nanti pada saat kita lagi ketawa-tawa kita bisa nangis. Hmm. That's the thing, gitu ya. Yeah. So uh, salah satu hal yang paling ini deh yang paling simple ya yeah, template that you should bring with you hmm. adalah emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence itu adalah mengekspresikan perasaan yang adekuat, nangislah saat sedih, ketawalah saat harus ketawa, marahlah saat memang orang yang perlu dimarahin sesuai dengan kadar yang tepat, cara yang tepat gitu ya pada orang yang tepat gitu, sehingga kita nggak snap of somebody else gitu, out of something that actually not necessarily, we, we, apa ya, gak, gak seharusnya kita marah ke dia, tapi kita jadi marah kayak misalnya Tiba-tiba kita marah pada uh, orang yang lewat gitu ya. Uh, lagi macet, motor lewat. Hmm. Terus ada orang yang nyenggol kita, kita ngamuk ada adanya gitu mm-hmm. ya. Kita memang mm-hmm. bisa marah sama orang, tapi mungkin yeah. kadarnya 4 enggak sampai 10. Most likely ketika kita melakukan yeah. itu pasti ada sesuatu yang tidak kita selesaikan dan itu numpuk menjadi precipitating event, akhirnya kita meledak gitu. So let's express our feeling. Gak ada orang yang perlu dimarahin ya so what? Dia marahin tapi dengan cara yang tepat, kadarnya tepat. Kalau dia perlu dimarahin 8 ya marahin 8 gitu ya. Jangan sampai dia perlunya dimarahin 8 kita marahinnya
1: 10, Intika level 50 ya. Wah, wow. <laughs> aduh ibu ini galak banget sih Buset gue takut <laughs> Tapi gua juga Gue tadi inget tuh ibu-ibu yang
0: marahin polisi itu loh Ingat gak yang di tengah jalan tuh sampai viral oh, Dia iya. ngamuk, dia jambak polisi itu pagi-pagi Gue rasa, oh dia habis ngamuk, dia pasti di rumah nih <laughs> Kayaknya dia kebawa ke jalan
1: Well, okay, on on that particular note as well Itu Maybe also to uh, put things always in appropriate uh, responses ourselves for, uh, to have a resp- an appropriate response. But also mm-hmm. what we learned also in from past episodes with Zoya is that it's very important to acknowledge another person's feeling and emotion. So that's when you practice empathy on other people, and that becomes habitual, that the energy around you, other people will start respecting you the same way. If Mm -hmm. that is the reciprocity that can, that you can cultivate that you, between you and your relationship with your loved ones, because, and that's the hard one. Creating that boundary mm-hmm. is hard, It's I have to say, because sometimes you res- you try to be empathetic to somebody else, but that person doesn't get it. And if another person doesn't respect you, doesn't give you space, you can say, for example, if Zoe is trying to explain to me, oh, Tani, I had a really bad day. Okay, Zoe, um, first don't say... Don't you know how to be grateful? Don't say that. Don't. Yes. Oh my God. So true. Don't say that. Nanti dia di lampu merah ada bapak polisi yang dibentak gara-gara tadi <laughs> <Gak> di acknowledge <laughs> sama Tania. Gak
0: di acknowledge. Uh-uh. Earlier in the day. Uh-uh. Validitas perasaan tu penting.
1: Yeah, so Validates your partner feelings this is the practice, like this. Yeah, so it's true, it's true, it's true. And then if Zoe so is like, you know what, I'm freaking out. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm freaking out because maybe I've been, I had a meeting and I was, I'm worried whether I can be exposed to COVID. Caught, yeah, right, the, the COVID right. Was like, oh man, like that's terrible. Let's let's think about this. Did were you yeah. safe distance from that person mm-hmm. um, did any any one of you sneeze during that meeting you know right? right right let's <laughs> talk about it let's talk about lu, it apa uh, okay. uh, karena bisitu, lu,
0: uh, apa yang bisa bikin tenang sekarang lu mandi ya kan? Nah. Minum vitamin gitu. Right. what can ease your feelings gitu? Lu, lu bisa apa gitu sekarang to yeah. prevent and, bukannya dengan udah lalu kayak gak tuhan aja Nggak, atau lebar lu, lebar jangan deh, lu jangan parno deh, lu jangan parno deh. Parno deh, atau lebay banget sih begitu doang.
1: It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. So ini kita mungkin latihan ya di sini untuk self empathy and empathy to others also. So yes, and uh, yeah, just I guess in Jana Betanda we practice all sorts of emotion, sad, angry, happy. Yes. Yeah, you know. And everything's
0: okay. Yeah. Fellow, apa itu? Uh, Again, uh, Inside Out, <laughs> Inside <laughs> favorite Out. movie of all time. Yes. <laughs> the best yeah. uh, emotional intelligence movie,
1: like best.
0: <laughs> that explain all of the emotion at the same right.
1: time that's putting it very simply for anybody who doesn't understand mm. and that you that need to have the different characters that you need to yes. have the, the the angry the sad the happy the excited you know? yeah right. so and if you don't else
0: yeah so yeah, you're not going to be human. Dan satu pembelajaran dari Joy yang juga bagus banget di film Inside Out adalah Joy baru sadar bahwa hey, uh, si karakter ini she's never feel full happy without experience sadness. Mm. And it was a beautiful, like beautiful process. Like what? That's what, like
1: emotional intelligence Daniel Goldman 101. <laughs>
0: huh. Literally amazing. Wonderful.
1: Well, thank you, Zoya. Mm. And you know what, guys? Thank um, you. Hopefully that we can have Zoya more regularly for um, different kinds of talks regarding mental health. So if you have any questions Mm -hmm. for me or for Zoya, feel free to Mm -hmm. DM either one of us. And we'd be happy to uh, make that into a subject for our upcoming podcast. Um, This this particular season is a lot of psychologists that we have on the episodes. And that's because following up on um, your request. So we do want to make sure that we do hear what you're saying. Again, being empathy, mm-hmm. uh, full of empathy, listening and <laughs> and responding. So, All right. <laughs> Do tell me and um, about what it is that uh, you guys like to hear. But uh, what, what Zoya and I need to work on what bachanda and that we need to have. So we need to bachanda and like on one day. I think what Zoya and I need to do is just go through like um, dating apps and then figuring out which guys to select and then <laughs> like swipe left, right, and why. You know, like why. Why did you just go through a hundred guys and say no? <laughs> no? Let's do that. I think like that's like practical or, or you know what? I'm it, going to choose somebody for Zoe. That's just someone for me. Yes. Yes. I think we should do that. I think that'd be fun. Um, well, for me, at least, I don't know. Then you can like, Oh my God, do I have to go on a date with these guys? You don't it's have to try. Right? <laughs> well, at least yeah, it's a zoom call. It's like, <laughs> (laughs) it's it's fun no big (laughs) deal. all right everybody thank you so much and thank you for joining and then we'll catch up on the next episode all right yeah take care thank you zoya bye thank you bye if you made it this far and if you like today's episode or have questions or comments go ahead and send me a dm thank you for listening and goodbye for now